Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by our friends at Thor MX. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. We did a 450 Supercross breakdown, and now today, a 250 Supercross breakdown, East and West series. And uh, with me once again, to break it all down, is uh, RacerX online editor, Jason Wygant. No, no longer RacerX online editor, now known as the least knowledgeable person about motocross on earth. Ah, yes, that's, that's right. We'll get to that in a second. Our, our, our third musketeer is a man who knows all about racing East and West Series and 125s and 250Fs, four-time Supercross winner, David Pingree. Ping, what's up? Hi, fellas and ladies and gentlemen. Um, thanks for taking this t- time off, guys. New Year's Day. I'm sure you're both hungover because, you know, you both got family with kids, so God knows the orgies you guys were doing and into. But... Um, Weege, uh, you were you recalled that by somebody um, in the RacerX comment section, which never fails to deliver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to ruin your day. You want to – we need to have a shootout, not between, like, two 250 bikes or 450 bikes, but have a shootout between, like, antidepressants and then reading the RacerX comment section and see which can overpower. <laughs> like, I don't care how drunk and high I came in. You read those comments, it will sober you up quick. Because no matter <laughs> what you write, people will destroy you. Especially when the subject is James Stewart. I drew the straw on that one. You knew Stewart was going to be somewhere in this top 30, and you knew wherever he'd go, people were not going to like it. So today I am the least knowledgeable person about motocross in the world. I'm talking people that don't even know that it's a sport. People in Africa. Yes. It doesn't matter. They know more. Yes. And it all goes back to the classic deal. I say this over and over. The people that hate James Stewart claim that he is – fabricated by the media. The media, for some reason, decided one day, hey, let's just build this guy up for no reason. Yeah. The assumption that the media didn't build him up because we've actually seen him ride and race and seen his talent and we've seen his abilities is never the reason why people give him credit. It's always biased first. So that's where we ended up in that, and it really made my blood boil. I mean, never mind. I know some people yeah. on staff that think Stewart got screwed by being as far down as fourth. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Others uh, believe that we are doing a disservice to the entire sport to put him that high up. I love so the people that bring the color into it. I just I love those people because you can see their intentions right through it. And well, it's, yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's really unfortunate. When I talk about the bias, I mean, are we the biased one? I always say this: when you are as a fan, there's always a battle between media and fan because the fan's job is to be biased. Like, that is to be a fan, correct? To root for one side, to like one side more than the other. Yes. So you're oh, but usually you think that you're the only one seeing it right down the middle, even though you're actually biased because you're actually a fan. 
So that's the battle we always get into. Like, you can tell that there's agendas with people that are anti-Stewart or people that like Stewart, but they're always going to think they're the only ones calling it straight, and we're the ones that are off. It's very funny how that works. How come we never dragged Ping into this write-up of these to, to get his own uh, Lansing? <laughs> you know, I, I honestly, it's like I learned my lesson a long, long time ago when, you know, something online we picked who who would be our top three at Anaheim. And I, I genuinely tried to give my analysis of why I thought those three guys, and everybody was mad at me. I mean, like, <laughs> you just make everyone mad. It's like, whoa. And Davey was smart. He, like, called out three riders who weren't even racing, you know, like yeah. Bob Hammond, Ken Howard, and, you know, so I'm like, oh, crafty. <laughs> Bastard! Crap. I see how you do it. So, <laughs> anyway, I, I see. It's, it's that's a really, really tough deal to try to take guys out of different eras and compare them. You know, I mean, they weren't even running the same number of races. It's just it, it feels to me like you're not comparing apples to apples. So then it just comes down to well, why well, I, I think this guy was better because he, you know, yeah. kind of opinion. I think it's there's great, no way to factually make it. This is why. I no. mean, you, you know. I think so far, you know, it's been pretty close, but definitely there's guys who, you know, well, no, even I, JMB I, wasn't sure how evil where he was. I agree. But, I mean, it's great bench racing, and, and when you the people yeah. comment underneath about it in a bench racing manner, then all that's, you know, that's all for it, and that's a great part of the site, and these people are motocross fans, and who knows if we're right or they're right or whatever, but it's the people that are so far out on left field, like, the James is James Stewart is a media creation. Um, you know, J and B should be number one. Uh, you know, you're just like, how are you? How are you breathing air, thinking like that? How are you even functioning as a member of society? And maybe they're not. Maybe they're in jail. But how are you even thinking straight? You know that that just boggles my mind. It's amazing. To me. It's not just that they think that way. But it's that they think they are the normal ones and everyone else is yeah. insane and biased. That's right. the part that gets me mad. Yeah, I don't care about the bench race. I mean, admit, yeah. I'll admit, I go back. This, this thing is almost impossible to do. Yeah. You can call it a hundred different ways and they wouldn't be wrong. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, Hannah, Hannah's third came out today or comes out tomorrow, but comes Hannah's third. And I don't feel like he is, but whatever. Who cares? It's bench racing. Like, you know, these people are just insane. And uh, I think we can figure out who the top two are. And just, you know, just weeds, you, m- myself, and uh, JT were going back on a text message about it um, yesterday. And, and that's fine. That's what it's intended to do. Talk about yeah. it, get discussion. But when you start saying that's the person who wrote the column, oh, by the way, didn't rank the person there. It was a collective group of seven or eight people. Uh, the person who wrote the write-up is the least knowledgeable person. I mean, that's just stupid. Yeah, I'd say in the case of Stewart, I think he ended up fourth because it was like, I, it's like no one picked him to be fourth. A lot of people thought he should be fifth, and a lot of people thought he should be third, so he ends up fourth. It's like one of those type of collective uh, yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, and the RJ one yesterday was, uh, I didn't even write it, Davey did, and it just said, Mathis, you got this wrong. Uh, all right, okay. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, 450 Supercross preview, we did that. Ping, um, I guess just let's get your opinions on it because uh, you're definitely one of the guys that we, we like to hear. Uh, we all thought Ryan Villapoto would win the title. We all thought that uh, Justin Barsher, JT was on the fence, but we think Justin Barsher is going to win a race. And uh, we just going with um, surprise pick of uh, Michael Essie and maybe a disappointment in Brock Tickle. 
I'm going with... You guys, you guys all picked Dungey to win the title? No, Villapoto. Did Villapoto. I say Dungey? Oh, 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 oh. I thought, I thought you said Dungey. Oh. No, I don't think so. Did he? N- nobody picked Dungey to win the title. I think we all okay. picked Villapoto. Okay. Um, most surprising rider was uh, Michael Lessie for Weege. My surprise was... Uh, I don't even remember. Maybe, maybe. You made it sound like you had it written down. I was really impressed. What was it? I don't know. You were reeling these things off. Like oh, you had yeah. it uh, dialed yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Um, maybe I didn't say that, but I did say disappointment would be Josh Grant. Weed said uh, Brock Tickle. And JT, as is usual, I don't think had an opinion. So Nice. Way to come in solid, JT. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a, a big waffle. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah. What, what do you well, think? I wish I I wish I could be different with the championship pick, but I mean, I think if you don't go with RV, I mean, you're not you're not picking a safe bet. I mean, he had the speed at the Monster Cup, like speed was right back as good as it ever was, and he might have still had a few burrs to work off, but you just know he's coming in, and he's the guy. Right. Um. You know, I I think Barsha could could do. I keep forgetting about him, like when I about the series of people and what who's going to do what. And, you know, you, you always think Dungey and Reed and where will Stewart be, and I kind of keep forgetting about Barsha. I think he could do really – I think he could come in and really surprise people. Oh, yeah? More than a win. Like, come in, race wins every – uh, I, I mean, week. yeah, like several wins, multiple wins, be a player yep. throughout the series. I mean, I think he could, he could do that. Um, he could grenade, too, and, you know – be on the couch and right. by March, but does does Trey Kennard? Uh, one thing we talked about does Trey Kennard get back to his old form? I don't know. I, I can't even give an opinion on that. I mean, I, I know that's really hard. All the injuries he's had, and as serious as they were, to me, I would think he's going to have lost something. Right. I don't think he can go through all that that he did and come back mm-hmm. right where you were. Um, even if it's just like a split second of hesitation or. Right. Um, lack of confidence or whatever. I think it's going to take him a, a little bit of time to get, you know, back up to where he was leading races and like podiums and threatening to win races. We uh, we all gave kind of our best of the rest, and excluding the guys we kind of just talked about, and obviously Dungey and uh, Stewart and Reed and and Filipoto. Uh, uh, who's the best of the rest? Brayton, Short, Weimer all got thrown around. Alessi. Uh, I don't think we said he was going to be the best of the rest, but he's going to surprise people. Um, Millsaps, uh, who, who, what do you see? You know, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Alessi also. Whoa! Um, As the best of that group, or just a surprise? I think I think just a surprise. I'm not going to say he's going to beat all those guys long term, but um, he had a good year last year, and I think that team's gotten better, and he's mm-hmm. in a better place. He's, he's injury free. He gets good starts. I just feel like he could come out and be, I don't know, I think he could be those guys a lot, actually. Starting to come around to Tony I don't, know, I don't know why I'm kind of rooting for him. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's like, you know, you get to watching Honey Boo Boo and you just you kind of get into it and you like her after a while, even though she's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, really? I, I, yeah. Yeah, just like I that, huh, Weege? Just like that. Just like that. Anyway, I, I don't know. I want to say, Alessi, I think Tickle will dis- disappoint for sure. Um, there's going to be a lot of expectation on him, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's. I, I think it's unfair of people to expect him to all of a sudden be. I don't know, it seems like people are thinking, "Oh, Tickle, he's going to be in the mix now." 
That, I, I don't think he is. I think he's going to be. That's what Weege was kind of saying. Eight. How yeah. that? That's basically. Yeah, what I don't think it's his fault, but I think he's becoming no. overhyped because of who he's with and the team he's on, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I, I don't know what he really believes in his head. You know, he says, "Oh, there's no pressure over here," but well, really, you got a the marketing machine of Kerry Hart and then the legacy of Ricky Carmichael standing there behind you. Um, and you know, I think that they know Brock wasn't their first choice of guys they wanted either. So maybe there isn't. Maybe they're telling him, hey, no pressure, let's go do the best we can do. But it's still Ricky Carmichael, and he, their, their goal has to, is to win, period, at okay. some point. And so if you don't – if he's not pushing for podiums and if he doesn't get on the box this year in this series, that's a huge disappointment. That, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're going to be bumped. All right, let's get to uh, 250s. Thanks for that ping. We, uh, we wanted to uh, get your take on it. 250 West Series, uh, I think we know – I was definitely thinking a couple weeks ago that my rant about not declaring your coasts was going to be warmed up again and going. Um, but I think I think we're good. I think a lot of people listened to my podcast and decided they didn't want to hear that again. Um, I'm sure that's what it is. I'm sure that's exactly what it is. But yep. um, uh, I think we know everything. Uh, maybe Jason Anderson was one guy what none, us three don't know about. What he's doing? Why again? You could talk to him, but he's probably scared. Talk yeah, I don't want right. to. Regardless of what coast he's on, I don't want to ruin it. So I'm um, not going to ask. But anyways, uh, Blake Baggett, Tyler Rattray, Martin Davalos for um, Mitch Payton Pro Circuit, Zach Osborne, Eli Tomac, Geico, Cole Seeley, Jesse Nelson, Christian Craig uh, for the West uh, only team of TLD, Cunningham on the Star Team, Ryan Sipes on the Rockstar Suzuki Team, Jake Canada. Kenny Roxon, Travis Baker. Um, those are just some of the names, and we can go by them uh, little by little. But right off the hop, who's the favorite, Wygant? Who, who, who is the favorite going in? Well, this is the, the easiest question ever. The defending champ is racing. But clear uh, favorite, number one, without a doubt? Yeah, yeah, I okay. think so for two reasons. First, uh, when, when Eli Tomac was on his stride last year, it was pretty impressive. Now, he, he screwed things up pretty bad at uh, San Diego. He could have taken a, a third or a second and maintained the points, but then he crashed and he hurt himself a little bit, and I don't think he ever had time to quite get back to that level. Then he was just locked in a weirdo title fight and you're racing for points and stuff. But I think he showed that when he was on, I think he was at another level than everybody else. I remember even at that San Diego race in practice, it had become a show. Like, just watch Tomac. Let's see what he can jump here. Let's see what line he takes here. And that's rare in that class. For a rider to be doing obstacles, you know, above and beyond what every other rider in the class is doing. So there's right. that. And then I think, if anything, he's gotten even better since then. Clearly, he built some steam through the outdoors, won a moto on a 450 at the Monster Energy Cup, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the only risk is that there'd be a little motivation drop-off because he doesn't want to be on a 250 anymore. But I don't think he's too competitive. I don't think that's an issue. So, yeah, I'd say he's uh, head and shoulders, in my opinion. Head and shoulders. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I would expect, I would not be surprised to see a pingers around in these days to see it like a Damon Huffman type year where it's like I got one more year in this class and my goal is to, you know, try to win eight out of nine or nine out of nine. Like I, I, I could see him and really doing some damage. Ping, you've been on the Tomac train, as it were, for a while. Yeah, I just, I, I just think he's a breath of fresh air, you know, from like the normal young kids that come in and, you know, buying Rolexes and cool trucks and 
just out partying. The dude, it's funny, I was, his mom was telling me, he wants to buy this 252 stroke back in Colorado, and he's, this guy in Craigslist has one, or at this shop, and he's haggling him down. And the guy wants 2200 bucks for the CR250, and Eli's like, no, nope, it's not worth more than 1800 I won't pay it. <laughs> I mean, he was, for like a year this has been going on, he wants to buy this 250, and he won't do it. No, 2200 is too much. So, I, I, I like that. I like to see a guy who's, you know... Um, just a good conservative kid, great parents still. And I'm not going to get out of here about how awesome John Tomac is, but oh, here we go. I'm just saying, here we go. no, it's just having good parents that keep you grounded and right. um, make sure you don't go out and become an idiot. Uh, I just, I really like him. I really like that aspect of him. I've seen him at the local practice tracks here. Um, I about crap my pants. I mean, I, I've, <laughs> he looks so aggressive and gnarly. I just, I saw him at Milestone one day, and I'm like, yeah, that's it. He's going to win every single round. I'm like, this is over. <laughs> it was ridiculous. He was doing stuff. No, same thing, jumping stuff no one was doing. Um, just a whole other level, you know. And there was fast guys out there that day, too. Um, you did crap your pants, I, or you almost I, did? You, no, I, almost. It was super close. Yeah, yeah. I managed to tighten down, and I, I held it together. But, right. Um, but, you know, I talked to Cole Seeley a little bit, too, and he's like, man, I'm feeling better than I've ever felt. And I, I'm, uh, you guys, like, I've been riding with Eli at the track. I've seen him. I know where he's at, and I, I still feel comfortable. I can go out and I can get some wins and compete for this title. But, so, but he didn't say and, he was, and, you know, he didn't say he everybody, was, the, hey, he didn't say he was the fast, as fast as Tomac, though, did he? I just know where he's at. But I've talked to Tyler, and, um, they're close. Their lap times are really close. And I know Cole, um, you know, he's a good starter. He's good at, you know, sprinting when he needs to, and, Eli, one of his downsides has been he's not been a good starter. Uh, last year he came from the back a lot, and he was crazy fast, and at times doing jumps no one was doing and was able to make it up. But if Cole's really riding that well, um, or Rocks, and I, I mean, I've watched him a little bit too earlier on, maybe two months ago, and he looked good then. Uh, if those guys can get hole shots and gap, and Eli's still getting bad starts, you know, they could make it interesting. Yeah. But I think. That's where the race is going to be. Uh, Eli's definitely the favorite, but I think Cole and Roxon are both fast enough to win, and they're going to keep Eli honest at, at least. So those are your top three? You, you, yeah, I would, say, yeah. I would say Cole, then Roxon. Yeah, and you don't, the defending national champion, not not in the mix, you feel? Uh, he's going to have to prove it to me, man. He's, right. he's never really been like amazing in Supercross that I've ever seen. Uh, of course, I kind of poo-pooed him last year for the Nationals after seeing the Supercross season. I thought, ah, yeah. man, he goes to Mitch's team here, and he's maybe he's buckling under the pressure. He'd look terrible in Supercross. And then he comes out and wins the National Championship. So he could surprise me, yeah. but I'm, I'm, it's not, I'm still not going to change my top three picks. Uh, what do you think, Weege, of the three, the other two guys that uh, Ping mentioned? Yeah, for sure. Those are the three names that kind of jumped out to me as the guys who have the the over they they've shown overall the the speed and ability. I know that Roxon maybe had a bad year in Supercross uh, last year for some people expected, but I still go back to Anaheim one in 2011 and the first timed practice session of the year of any class, any set of riders. The first guy to get to the top of the beast, the the, the fast lap board, was Roxon, and that was his first Supercross ever. And I was like, you just can't buy that kind of just natural talent and speed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously it's in there. 
somewhere, so you can't count them out. And Sealy's won races, so it's in there somewhere. You can't count them out. I, I still put those three ahead. It is bizarre, though, that Pro Circuit would have three riders, and we've picked three favorites, and not one of them is on that team. It just seems like they can always engineer a way to be yeah. uh, in contention. I think, one, one thing I will yeah. say about Baggett, he's never raced west for some oddball reason. And I would think he would be better at this than the, the west thing could lend itself to him a little more than the east. So that's something to think about. I, th- I, think. I think both of you guys are uh, definitely – I'm not saying counting. you're not counting Baggett out, but I think both of you guys are underestimating him. He's had two Supercross seasons um, under Mitch Payton. He had one with Rockstar Suzuki where he won the he won Dallas. Then he, he got handed to him, though. Okay, well. That, that race was a big pileup, kind of a mess. He, he rode for Mitch the next year, and after halfway through the series, he was in the points lead. Um, after his win at Daytona, he was either in the points lead or one or two back. Um, and then last year was poo-poo. So, I, I mean, it's sort of a little bit of uh, one bad, one good. And like like we just said, you, you I mean, the bike and the team and, and everything, I, I, I can't see – how you can't say Blake Baggett won't be better than than Sealy um, this year? I, I just uh, he he's never he's never had the, the indoor skill Sealy has. Sealy will mop the floor with him week in week out. Wow, a bold statement. Is this Se- Brian Seacrest? If there's a guy this- that's going to surprise, like someone who I'm afraid to leave off the top three, it's Osborne. Because yeah. last year on that popping pile of crap, it was fast. I mean, he looked really, really good. Right. So I haven't seen him ride. It's kind of been – I feel like he's kind of been low-key. I don't know if he's doing that on purpose or not, but come in on that bike and surprise a lot of people, I think. He's my dark horse pick for sure. Um, well, I, I, I feel like – what do you think about Weege, uh Sealy mopping the floor with Baggett? For podcast purposes, that is awesome. <laughs> Gotta love having bold statements like yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good for the ratings. I just feel like with, with Sealy, I feel like okay. Now Sealy had a ton of time off and a really gnarly injury and everything like that. But even despite that, I feel like Sealy's like just nails. Like you just know he's going to be good. He's there. You can follow his progression every year. He gets better. He had to learn at a podium. Then he learned how to win races. Then last year he learned how to win pressure races like the opener and be in the point standing uh, hunt and all that. Whereas Baggett, you just you still never know what you're going to get. Uh, out of the guy. I mean, Baggett could win the whole darn thing, and I guess it wouldn't be a shock, kind of like it was outdoors. But he could also be awful. Really strange, whereas Sealy, I think you know exactly what you're going to There's no way Sealy's going to suck. Just pulling up Sealy's uh, race by way finishes. 1 5 15 11 and a 4. That's not stuff the championships are made out of, thing. Yeah, I know. Well, he had issues. Was impressive. I think when he went to yeah. Phoenix with the red plate, um, I don't think he was – that was more pressure than he was ready to deal with at the time. I mean, you could see it in his whole demeanor at that event, the way he rode. That red plate got very heavy. Um, Boy, did he ride good at A1, though. Holy shit. That was a, that was a ride. Yeah, and then I'm uh, sure what happened in Oakland. When he went to L.A., that's where it really came off the rails. Is he, um, yeah. So I just wonder if he's, you know, mentally ready to be the guy, you know. I think progression. Well, like I said, I still think, to me, you got if I'm putting money on it, Eli's my guy for the title. Yeah. But it wouldn't shock me to see Cole win the opener again. Not one bit. Eli's dad is gnarly. 
Um, yeah, we haven't talked about Osborne um, at all. Um, I, I agree with you guys on Tomac. I think he's going to be the one. I would put Blake Baggett right with Kenny Roxon um, as uh, number two. You could flip a coin. I put put Sealy maybe after that. Maybe Sealy and Osborne together. Uh, Weege, just for I forget. My memory isn't that good, but Anaheim won last year. There was one guy who was running around telling everybody about Zach Osborne on the carbureted popping Yamaha, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, Osborne's dad or something like that, right? No, no, it wasn't Osborne's mechanic? dad. No, no, it wasn't his mechanic. No, no, no. Steve Dixon for his team owner? Nope, I don't believe so. I think that was that was me. Girlfriend, his no, wife? That was me. You know it, and I know it. Absolutely. Uh, no, I'll give you full credit. You were, you were, Osborne's been your guy. He was in unseated practice, and I'm watching him going, holy crap. I didn't think the guy could ride Supergods that well. I mean, he'd been gone for so long. Yeah. And, Ping, obviously you still have your axe to grind against Zach Osborne. <laughs> I, I never had an axe to grind. <laughs> I know, right? That's what's funny. Uh, how is Osborne going to do, Wygant? Yeah, I mean, he could be really good. I mean, it, the, Not only did he, you know, his results were pretty good last year and his speed was pretty good, but he just looked comfortable which was the strangest thing. It was like his, his Supercross experience is very limited. Not only had he not raced it in a long time, but it wasn't like he had raced it for five years before. This wasn't like Mike Brown racing 125 Supercross for like eight years, going to Europe for two, and then coming back. Yeah. Like, I don't know where this came from. So, yeah, then you add arguably the best team out there, a team that won both titles last year, and it's like this could be really good. I, I just think that you're, you're dealing with a perfect storm in one rider with the Tomac that's messing up the order here. And every one of these guys is going to be fast. But Tomac is I, – I feel like every time Tomac's going on the track, he's going to be measuring himself against the 450 guys. I think that's the level he wants to be on. So yeah. everybody else could ride well, but might only net you a second. Ping, do you think Mitch Payton moved Dean Wilson to East because of Tomac? Like, are there, are there games played like that? Well, you definitely – um, yeah, it's a little bit of a poker game. You're definitely looking around, okay, well, who do we have to compete against? But I think more than anything, it's who's ready. You know, Mitch doesn't, he's not going to run from a fight. Right. But Dean, you know, was late to the game here, you know, just started riding a 250 again, you know, a month and a half ago or whatever it was. Um, to have him expect him to just jump in and get ready and, in that short of time is it's kind of tough. And Baggett's being asked to the same thing. You know, that, that's another thing we're not really factoring in. His his wrist injury from Vegas was bad, and he's going to be coming in a little bit underprepared, I think, compared to where Eli is and it was, even Cole and those guys. It was sneaky under the radar bad, wasn't it? They were claiming it. They were saying it was all right, no problems, no issues. But Yeah, it just it took him longer to get back on the bike than he wanted to. That's for sure. So okay, that's another thing you got to factor in. Um, you know, Mitch is going. Okay, well, <laughs> who's my best guy to win a title outdoors? You know, Baggett's. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into making that decision because the guy on the west is going to get a little more. Outdoors. Is going to come into Hangtown a little bit more prepared, I think. Right. You know, and a guy going into East Coast Supercross is going to get an extra month to prepare for that. So, I think you just kind of slot in the guy who fits each coast better. All right. I'm going to give you guys both a name, a surprise name. Tell me what this guy can do. Ping. Ryan Sipes. 
I mean, can he win? He's he he shown he can in the past. I mean, well, he's super fast. Great, great guy. Super talented. He's shown that he he's got the speed to win, but it's just weird how he's it's always something, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not speaking title. I, I think none of I don't there, no. There's no chance Ryan Sapps wins this title. But does he win a race? Why again? Does he win a race? Uh, it almost to me for Sipes, it's like you're talking about the 450 class. It's like he's going to ride well and everything can go well. But this is deep. I mean, there are a lot of good guys. When we're taking the 250 outdoor national champion, saying that other guys can mop the floor with them, that means that this class is stacked. So I think it's going to make it tough on Sipes to, to get one of those wins. But having said that, none of us, I think, would be surprised if he happened to grab a whole shot and took off, right? <laughs> He's got it under the hood, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's the lights class. You know, we, we've talked about it a million times on here. Crazier things happen, and guys do dumber things and take themselves out more often than the other class. The door is open yep. every once in a while. You know who was your points leader last year in the uh, 250 West Series after, um, after, three, after three rounds, right? Do we all know? Perfect example, yes. Yes. Kyla Rattray was the points leader. Yes. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, <laughs> Oakland went horrible for him. He broke his neck. But uh, <laughs> he was the points leader. So maybe he can do it again. Maybe a bunch of seconds and thirds and a win we'll, we could, do it, could do it again. Ping, what do you think? Um, could happen. I would say the chances for it happening would be better if Eli Tomac weren't in the class. <laughs> um, yeah. But – he surprised me with how well he rode last year. He was never – it wasn't like the guys were dropping him, and he was way back, you know. He was on the same second as the leaders every every race. And, um, I mean, I'd like to say he's, his strength is consistency solid, but, you know, when you crash and break your neck, you make it hard to make that argument. Um, but, yeah, he's a guy who, if he's got all his poop in a group, he could second and third his way right into being right there, you know, come Salt Lake and Vegas. Right. But not you, – you put them – I mean, in, you have you have your three guys, you have Baggett, he's, he's after that. He doesn't have those guys speed straight up, I don't think. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, in these 15-lap races, that can hurt you. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I'd still put – I'd still stick with the three I have, but he – he could be a. Uh, he could come in definitely make me look bad yeah. by doing better what, than I think. What about the other two TLD guys uh, in Nelson and Craig? I feel like um, how, how can Nelson do? In, in, in I think he'll be okay. I don't think he's gonna um, light the world on fire. He'll be all right. I think he'll. Top people 10. will be like, "Oh, the kid's good. You know, he's yeah. he's good, just like he did outdoors. He, yeah. he uh, had some moments. Yeah, I think he'll do the same thing in Supercross. Um, I think." The biggest surprise from that team is going to be Christian. Um, he's riding really well. I mean, he's, he's always had the talent, right? It's just right. He, he gets hurt, and he's not had the fitness to really finish out a race, kind of the whole package. And I think he's got that better now than he ever has. Um, and he's the guy who can just – he could pull a whole shot, check out. It, he's too big. And, um, he's too big for that bike, though, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, he's he's bigger, but he'll be all right. Let me ask you this: Dean, Dean Wilson's not a little kid either. No, it's that time again. Thanks for listening to the Racer X podcast show. 
Brought to you by BTOsports.com. Presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com to help out PulpMX.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike car body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOsports.com. Championship proven. Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villapoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex feel gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. Let me ask you this, Ping. Um, I tweeted, after watching Christian come back a few times, I tweeted last summer that he just reminds me of Robbie Renard in effortless riding style and perfect technique a lot of the times, at least until he got tired. Uh, am I far off the be- the mark? Do you feel like? Do you feel like that was not correct? No, I, I mean uh, modern Robbie Renard. Yeah. A what? His, yeah, mo- his yeah. style doesn't look like Renard, but as far as yeah, like just pure talent. Yeah. Elbows, legs are perfect. You know what I mean? Like he just looks like he's flowing on a bike. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely got that. Um, Weege. Wait a minute. All right, we cannot go any further. It is now time, Mathis, to ask you about the one elephant in the room that has not been mentioned so far. It is now time to ask you about Martin Davalos. What's going to happen? I was wondering how um, far we were going to get going in this until that. Could not go any further. The elephant in the room. Look, he, look, he, just like Hanny, he's now finally going to be out of excuses and he's on a the best team or the top team maybe not the best Geico guy's pretty damn good he's on a great bike but 
Leopards don't change their spots. That's that simple. He'll be fast. He's he's going to win a heat. He's going to be fast in practice. But, I mean, do I think – does he capture his first win this year? No. Does he win the title? No. Because he's Martin Davalos. That's what he is. He's eight. He's eight years in the lights class. Maybe nine. Maybe last year was eight, and now this is his ninth year. He doesn't change. There's things that don't what's, change. What's wrong with that, you dickbag? <laughs> were you in that long? I don't think you were in that long, were you? Yeah, I was. <laughs> what of it? Um, I actually did my first few Supercrosses in 93, and my last full season was 03, so it was 10 years. 10 years. Uh, we did add up career starts in lights class. Ping, you weren't even in the top three or four, though. Injured a lot, oh, well, I guess. There you go. Um, anyways, that's my – that's yeah. So am I wrong, either one of you? I, I hate, unfortunately, seeing the way this has gone because I, I feel like there's so many guys that would love to have this type of reward, and instead he has gotten it, and I, I cannot say that he has earned this reward. Um, unfortunately, I think it's going to work out well. I think he can get that first win. I think it can come together for him. And we've seen – this is like the thing I think that Mitch Payton likes to do more than anything else, these projects. Like he pulls guys out of nowhere – you know, and and half the time he hits on them that no other team could do. So yeah, Matt Walker, Chris Gossler, you're, yeah, they're, they're out there, and, and they pull podiums. I don't know. I remember Eric Sorby got on a podium. I don't think anybody even heard of him, or almost got a title out of Darcy Lange, who I know is Canadian, so you're partial. <laughs> but I mean, Darcy Lange had not done anything in Supercross ever, and he almost he got third and was close in points one year in the East, wasn't he? Yeah, he had a big old cartwheel, uh, like one of the last rounds, where he was. Pushing Townley for that title that same year, wasn't it? Yeah. Right, so it's that kind of thing. Like, he does seem to be able to work magic with guys, and I don't see why Davalos won't just be another one of those. As much as I really don't want to see it happen, because to me it's not rewarding the natural uh, order of things. There's guys that would kill for that ride, and he's actually turned it down in the past for dubious reasons. Kind of unfortunate. I think he'll do well. Well... I, I I just don't see him going out. I don't care what bike he's on and beating the guys we've talked about. I just don't see it happening. I mean, he might sneak a podium in here or there. Yeah, can he win, though? No? You're saying sneak a podium? I mean, the stars would have to line up for him to get a win. Telemac goes down the first turn, breaks his handlebars off. Takes out Sealy and, and Roxon. <laughs> And, yeah, you know, and Baggett's bike blows up. <laughs> and Osborne. Doesn't know. show up. Forgets about it. I don't know. Forgets, yeah. I just don't see him getting a win. Um, but he'll be fast. You're right. He'll get a whole shot and win a heat. And he'll put in good qualifying times. Yeah. No, he, he, zebra, stripes, leopard, spots. You know, it's surprised. You don't see Mitch often. One thing that's shocking about that is he made that move out of desperation. Like, I got to sign somebody. I got to get somebody. And it shocks me that he did that because you know someone's going to come along. There's always somebody, even if it was a young kid or or a euro. There's always somebody you could that wants a ride on that team late in the year. Yeah. You know, and I mean, does he really think Davalos is going to beat Tomac? Like, that's who you're going against. So really, I mean. I don't know. Why wouldn't you try to get a young kid and 
groom him a little bit. I don't know. Maybe there's more to it. You know what else? He want, maybe he wants a guy he can just be one and done with. Just, okay, I need a guy for the year. So we'll get a guy and be you know done with is, it. Is, I don't know. You know what is a bit surprising is Martin turned down a contract from Mitch like two, three years ago. Like flat, said, nope, I, I don't want it. And I'm surprised that Mitch didn't remember that and be like, well, you didn't want to ride for me. So, you know, that was another thing I was thinking about. Like, he's not he's not a guy to just sit back and be like, oh, let me desperately chase you or whatever, you know. So, I don't know, that surprised me. But, I mean. I think that was the situation he was in. I you guess, have to remember that. Uh, it's easy to look back now with Baggett holding the number one plate outdoors, the condition the team is in. But after Supercross last year, uh, it was dicey. I think that the, for once there was a little – the team didn't have as much leverage as they normally do. I think they had to get a little yeah. desperate, like Payne said. Um, but, yeah, I'm a hater and whatever, go on. I mean, that's just my opinion. But, yep, that's the – you know, okay, so uh, moving on. Let me let me give you – Cunningham. I haven't talked about Cunningham. He's going to be much like Ryan Sipes, correct? Maybe a little not as fast as Ryan Sipes. But he will he will jump things. He will show some speed. But he ultimately will crumble at some point. Yeah, I think these lights races, every year there's a couple of those races where maybe not Tomac breaking his handlebars, taking out Roxon and Sealy, and then Osborne not showing up level. Right. But there's a couple of races a year where crazy stuff does happen. Mm-hmm. But I would say that Davalos is the guy who would be at the next level to take advantage of that over Sipes or uh, Cunningham. King, you seem to be leaning towards Christian Craig as being like a breakout guy. Yeah, just kind of everything that I've – seen and heard, I feel like he's maybe on the brink of having a breakout season, and he hasn't really had one in Supercross. You know, he right. whole shot of the first main event he was ever in, led for a lap and got cleaned out by Hanny, and then kind of never really got another chance, you know, just an injury or whatever, and um, the skill's always been there. I mean, from from back way when we signed him, 2009? What year was it? Jeez. Yeah, I think so. It was nine. Yeah. I mean, he was he was really fast and, you know, um, really, really talented on the bike, but he just hasn't had a chance. And I think uh, he's just finally got his training together, and he's still not, you know, Eli, where all he cares about is, is motorcycles. You know, even, even guys like Seeley, that's where Eli gets the edges. Seeley likes to drift, and he bought a new house, and he's got this girlfriend, and he skateboards, and he plays the guitar. <laughs> he, uh, he meets he meets Eli, a Vin Diesel and does drifting. All, I'm just telling you, all Eli does is eat, sleep, and breathe motorcycles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing else matters to him. He doesn't care about having a girlfriend right now. He's just going to win races. Like, that's all he wants to do. So, how are you going to beat a guy like that? You know, not going and drifting on your days off. Like, I don't know. It's really tough to be. And I think Christian doesn't have that yet, where it's just his whole life is 100% committed to racing, and that's it. Not a lot of guys get that. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to get into that mode, you know, when you're that age. But Have you started up 1-800-CALL-PING at all? Is that, have we done that? Are we no. Done? No. Not yet. You're too busy? Um, it's too busy right now. Uh, yeah, I think I think you could be right. I mean... Geez, Weege, if there's one thing Pink keeps going back to, it's just Eli Tomac. <laughs> I feel like well, I'm on the same thing. I feel like I do the same thing. Yeah. No, I, yeah, it's 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 weird, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. Okay, let me ask you this. Can he sweep? Is that Or is that out of the question? I think it's too hard. Okay. I think it's too hard, yeah. 
I'm thinking the best he could do is what? What are there nine races? Yeah, so, Vegas County. Yeah, Vegas County. Yeah. You know, I could see best case scenario seven, maybe, right. but nine. Yeah, I was gonna say six. Right. Okay. There you go. Um, okay. How about how about my breakout guy? I think uh, Jay Canada. What about Jay Canada? Um, he's been riding well. He's going fast. Tony Leslie told me they found four more horsepower on the dyno, which I think goes along with David Millsap's weight loss. You just find four horsepower uh, <laughs> every year. Soon you'll have a uh, sixty on a DF. But um, you know what about Jake Canada? What do you think, Weech? Who's who's doing the tuning on them MCR bikes? Nick's head shop. <laughs> exactly. Well, we we thought we knew. We ran an interview, and then we were trying to get sued or something. So yeah, I, do, oh, I don't please. really know. No, nobody yeah. knows. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Weech? Uh, it's unfortunate. Canada is in the uh, Jay Canada is in the wrong motorsport. Like his strength, as we said last year, he does what Jay Canada does. He will he can get eighth every week or sixth every week. So maybe this year he gets better and he even even gets sixth every week or fifth every week. Unfortunately, that would be awesome if you were in NASCAR and stuff like that. Yeah. But in Supercross, people would rather have you win two races and blow up every other week. Or heck. People would rather have you be fast and qualifying and win heat races and get zero for results and give you a good ride, wouldn't you? You could get a pro circuit ride doing that. <laughs> that's there what I go. hear. Yeah. I'm not naming any names, but I mean. Yeah, that's, that's what hurts Canada, and that's what I'm saying. I wish the Davalos thing didn't work out because I don't think that's a good model, but it is the model that everyone follows, and that's what hurts a guy like Jay Canada. He's got speed. He's got speed. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Although I think uh, I, I see Davalos like Hanny. I know he's got speed, and I know he's been fast in practice, but I, I even think that's a little overhyped. I still say I've never seen that race where Josh Hansen. I'm like, wow, he is the best motorcycle racer I've ever seen in my life. And I feel like Davalos has never shown me that either, but people seem to think so. Like I, I think it almost gets – I think when you have untapped potential, it eventually becomes such legend that it almost gets – the level of potential you have gets almost overrated. Yeah. Does that like, make sense? Well, the old Kevin Windham, he can win if he's feeling it or whatever, you know? Yeah, and honestly, you're like, well, I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't as fast as Carmichael, Uh, as opposed to the, oh, he is faster, he's just not using it. I almost think it builds on itself. That low-hanging fruit of potential is one that everyone grabs for. It's intoxicating. uh, Like like Sealy's sponsors, such as Facebook and Chipotle. We don't go up to low-hanging fruit like Red Bull. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We don't don't do that. (laughs) Hey, Ping, did he say that his agent helped him with the move into the house? Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> what, did they, like, pack all his stuff up in, like, a big stretch limo, put it in the pool in the back? I don't know. I'm not sure how it worked, to be honest with you. His um, G6 from one house to the other. No, wait, wait, wait. What was Sears it? probably called some people down in L.A., like some of his movie star friends, and they came down and just, like, moved it and had a concert. And I don't know. What was the G6 reference? I can't remember. What was it? Uh, in Seattle, he texted me at like 5 o'clock when we were in Seattle oh, with his it. agent and yeah. said, I'm getting on a G6 right now and I'll be there to watch Sealy win the main event or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> G6, bro. Wow. That's how I roll in the G6. <laughs> um, we got to talk. We got to get that guy on the show or something. But last year, I remember he made me do an interview. He made me interview him and Cole about the Honda, getting a Honda 450, a factory bike. No, I didn't remember that. Oh, yeah, I had to interview both. I told I called Tony Gardia. I'm like, this is how it gets done. I have not seen you interview yourself once. 
<laughs> you are a slacker. Do we? Do, what, okay. What about what else about the West? Or are we, should we leave East for when East comes up? I think so. Okay. Maybe we'll know have a bit more clarity then. Um. So if Jason Anderson is racing West, which he did last year, and now I'm thinking maybe he I'd heard it somewhere that he was. If Anderson races, he's in that next group of guys. He is with the uh, Nelsons Cunningham era. Uh, Travis Baker is that is that where we put Jason Anderson? I think so. Yeah. He needs to do better than that, though. That's the problem. He needs to do better than that. I still feel See, that, like that's that's the problem with this West Coast. Is you know, with all those good guys we've mentioned, they're all in a kind of where they should be up there. You got a guy like Canada or Baker or Anderson who are great riders, mm-hmm. but they're going to get eighth and ninth. I mean, that's just where they're going to be at. Looking at this, guys, that I wrote, I wrote East and West down on a piece of paper in front of me, and we argue about this all the time. I think us three, as a matter of fact, almost had our friendship ends because of it. Uh, the West does look stronger. The West has your national champion from last year, the super, the reigning uh, defending champion, um, you know, Tyler Rattray, Kenny Roxon, Roxon, uh, you know, the East has sort of unproven Darren Durham, unproven J- Justin Hill, unproven Zach Bell, unproven Justin Bogle. Wow. Okay. No, Bogle. Good. Will Hahn. Good. Dean Wilson. Probably going to win. Wharton. Put him in the Sipes category. Uh, Alex and Jeremy Martin. Eh. Moosecan. Out of that whole group, I think the only two of them ever even won a race. But Wharton's won two and, and Wilson's won some. I think it's the only guys in the East that have ever even won a race before. Uh, That'll be interesting over there, though. I, I mean, Moosekin will be fast, obviously, but you know who could just come out and really kick some butt is Will Hahn. Uh, that's who I'm pulling for, anyway. Oh, you're pulling if for him, but that's not what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know. If he has good, good days between now and then. Uh, Look, he's Wil- capable of running. Wilbur's with those guys. a great dude. I like. I love Wilbur, but I think just like Tomac, that's Dean's. That's Dean's house over there. Dean's house. That's his house. The hell are you talking about, dude? The only Barsha guy that- beat his face in and for two years in a row over there. Barsha's gone. Uh, not two years oh, in a row. I understand Tom- that. Tomac, but- Tomac did it last year. Don't don't say it's his house. It's his house. House. It's his house. The whole entire East Coast. Corona. The whole entire East Coast is his house. Oh, the whole boy. East Coast. What? I mean, look, Tomac and him were basically equal. Slight edge to Tomac. Uh, Barsha and him, pretty equal. Barsha's gone. I, none of these guys have won a race besides Wharton. Weege, help me. Back me up. Yeah, I agree. I think that if this makes any sense, the East might be easier for Wilson than it is for Tomac on the West, even though I just said Tomac could win seven races, <laughs> right. just because of who's going to be who is going to beat Wilson out of that group. Wilbur could I mean, give Tomac's him a run. Tomac's going to take on Roxon. Like that's right. these are fast dudes. He's got to take on Baggett, like we're saying, or, or Steely. Wilbur can give him a run here and guys. there. Moosecan can give him a run here and there. But yeah, yeah, guy will step up. I think you'll be surprised. Guy will step up. I'm not saying he's not going to win races or the title, but to say he that's his house and he's going to just like cruise to. Eight victories over there. Uh, you're underestimating, guys. It's just in. He just he just bought it. It's a it's his house. Just made the real estate transaction news. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Okay, so Seeley's going to mop the floor with, uh, <laughs> with uh, who was it? Damn it, I already forgot. Baggett. Baggett. Seeley will it. mop the floor with Baggett. You, you, you think that's less of a statement than what I said? Weege. Impartial uh, Weege. Wh- who made the more outlandish statement? Oh, there's no doubt the mop the floor thing. Thank that's you. The, that's, the, that's the boldest statement that's, I think, ever been said on one of these Thank shows. you. Except, except, <laughs> no, I will, wait, no, he did say stamp it. Baggett will win Hangtown 2011, and that was coming out of nowhere. So I guess yeah. that will forever be minted and, and put in a vault. That, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I did say Chad Reed would never race in America again. At some <laughs> three years point, nailed that one. <laughs> at some point. I think three, four years ago I've said that. So uh, you want to talk about stamping it. That was... Uh, yeah. So, anyways, so, so we each don't go or Ping don't go. Uh, you know, freaking out over my statement when you when you make claims like that. This is a bad move. Like, if you're Rockstar Rockstar Energy Racing, sorry, that's the proper name. I don't know what brand of bike they're on. I'd rather us not mention it. Put Jason Anderson on the East. Why would you not do that? Well, maybe they are. We we don't know. Yeah, they, they, and a bunch of these guys. Like, I understand Troy Lee is a different situation. They don't even race over there, right. but. If you have a guy who's trying to build anything at all, get him out of there. Like, you're taking on a former world champ, last year's defending champ, guy who was one Anaheim one last year. Guy whose dad is gnarly. That's, four, that's top four right there. How are you going to beat that? Guy whose dad is gnarly. Roxon's dad wears his underwear everywhere. Gnarly. Gnarly. He's gnarly. You're right. you got a good point. If you're, if you're um, Ryan Morris... Or Dave Gowan, the managers of Rockstar. Maybe you just go down to the starting line for the main event with a white flag. Maybe you just wave it. When they, go, when they call out your rider's name for staging, you just wave the flag. <laughs> eventually, you just, you're like, we're going east. We're all going east. You, you, you show up, you look at it, you look at the practice times, and you just go, we're east. Cause, can't, you, Pink, can't you pull out before, before the night show? I think so. Yeah. You, you can't start a main event or a pole or something. I don't know what the yeah. I don't know what exactly right. it is, but and then yeah, all right. And then of course, Ping, you will be at Anaheim one to monitor any pole placements. Correct? Yes, correct. <laughs> and the man on the pole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything Whatever. else? You know, trap. That's that's. Right. I shouldn't have to oversee that. Very angry. Still to this day. All right. Um, are we done? Are we good on the uh, BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Thor MX? Thor MX, the gear of choice for Blake Baggett, Tyler Rattray, and Martin Davalos? Yeah? Yeah. Hey, you should have heard him. He. <laughs> what did you say was the gear of choice of Jake Weimer on the 450? I, I said Thor. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. Well, technically, it was right. still 2012 when we did that podcast, so maybe that's what you Yeah, said. exactly. I guarantee you his contract didn't didn't end. Well, no, because there were photos of him, so he probably got out of it early. So. Well, I had that hard-hitting interview with uh, with uh, Dave Casella of Answer. To, to hey, let me ask you one question, because I wasn't in your, your 450 podcast. Where did you guys think James Stewart was going to be? You didn't listen, Ping? Very disappointing. No. I didn't. Have either one of you ever listened to one of these podcasts afterwards? I think twice. I oh, Pink, or Weed, you had to because you were pulling clips. Why in the world would I listen to a podcast that I did? I just, I don't know. I'm just asking. 
Okay. Uh, what did we say, James Stewart? Well, I think to the surprise of no one, I was a big fan. Um, <laughs> I I claimed there will be uh, four to five wins and some crashes, but no title. Weech, does that sound about right? Did I say five, I think, four or five? I think you thought he, he and, he and Villapoto could maybe tie yes. for most wins. I said I would not be surprised if him and Villapoto had the most wins, but Villapoto gets the title. Uh you know, I said there will be a stretch at some point. I don't know if it's two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever, where he strings something together, and everyone's like, wait a minute. Is this the James Stewart era again? Has he fixed it all? Is it, was it really the bike? Is he just the best, most dominant guy like we always thought he should be? I, I think that will happen at some point, but I don't think it will last uh, long enough. I just, as I said. Do you think he'd fall down and go boom? Well, I said, Ping, I'm like, if you – you had to go to Vegas and bet on this. Who would bet? Oh, yeah, he'll do 17 main events in 18 weekends and not have any crashes. Like, how could you bet that? Just yeah. Prove me wrong. Like, yeah. it'd be awesome if it happened. Cause you, get, you get good odds on it. So, yeah. what, do you, what do you think, Ping? Are we crazy? No, I, I mean, the thing is, I, I don't know why, but I, there's still – it shouldn't be if you start looking at the results the last few years. It's like, okay, there's clearly a trend here where, you know, the magic's gone to a degree. But, man, you just, because it's a new bike, he's you know, and he looked really good on it at the start of the summer. Yeah. There's like this chance he could come in and Go just on. be like, boom, you know. Go on. Tell me more. No, I, it's just really hard to bet against him. You're going to rain yellow? <laughs> I'm not doing the yellow rain thing again. Golden showers, as you as you said. Golden showers. As you predicted. Um, yeah, I, I, I really don't it. know. Like I'm he's just it. a complete question mark at this point for me. I, if 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 he won six races, you would not be surprised. If he crashed out and hurt himself, you would not be surprised. No, right? either way, right? Totally should not come as a shock to anyone if he does both of either or, or both of those. <laughs> right, wins seven races and crashes out of the eight. <laughs> I mean, right? Um, ah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you. What about love him? Love him or hate him? He's definitely, you know, he's bringing a lot of excitement to that opening round, anyway, for sure. And we we all said we all agreed on that. Even the guy who got landed on by James Stewart, and he pointed out that it was not in a lapping situation. Uh, JT, uh, even he agreed that um, Stewart and Villapoto have a edge speed wise over Dunge and. Reed, and for him to admit that about Reed, you know, it's a big, big move by the little guy. So they have the speed edge. Yeah. You think Reed will come back with the speed he had right before he got hurt? I'm never, ever counting him out because he's still racing in America. Yeah, that's so, true. I mean, honestly, I did count him out going into 11. I'm like, oh, God, you know, uh, here comes the retirement tour. I'm not going to do that again. Uh, he would have been national champion. If he hadn't flown off, um, done the chatapult, he would have won. Supercross champ if Stewart didn't take him out in the whoops. Perhaps Completely. not yep. his fault at all. I think that was a little closer than the outdoor one, but in either way, yeah. either way, uh, yeah, I'm not counting him out. So that dude, like we said on the podcast, his his mind, his brain, is uh, incredibly persistent and consistent. Consistent. So, um, and with that, Ping, did, uh, we were talking about the worst and best supercrosses to go to. At the end of our podcast, mm. C- can you can you give me can you give me that Daytona is the worst one? 
Uh, the drive, man, well, the, the drive, the costs, the passes, the view, the sightlines. It definitely sucks. Thank you. I would tell you L.A. is close. Yeah, we don't go to L.A. anymore. Well, I know, but if, right. are you talking about just on the schedule this year yeah, or we ever? Were, we were talking about this year's schedule. So. No. Oh. Yeah, Daytona sucks. Ah, boom, Weege. Wow. Boom. Well, what did you say, Weege? They were defending I, I Daytona. I said it was like. unfair that nine of the ten things Mathis complained about were something that only like an industry or media guy would care about, and that just makes us sound ridiculous. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess we're looking at it from the, I mean, I don't know what it's like for a fan who goes and buys a ticket and sits up in the stands. You'd think, though, the seats aren't that great. You're watching all the way across the track. Yeah, you got, you you know, know. You're, you got a barbed wire fence or, you know, a chain link fence in front of you. Yeah. It's, you're, if you're standing on the tarmac, uh, you know, it's like a 45-degree angle at some spots. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Nice to see you. Uh, wh- wh- what did you say, Weege? I said that Daytona, it, it's outweighed. It, forget about the race. The racing itself, even at that race, is never even good. And I don't even know if the track's that good or the viewing, whatever. But that's all outweighed of just, you got to say you went to Daytona. Like, until you see how big that place is, you just can't fathom how big it is or what Bike Week is like. So that alone outweighs it. Just be one of those fans that goes to the Nationals and still thinks McGrath is racing. Like, who don't even pay attention to who wins. Just get hammered all week and live it up. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, seriously, Bike Week is totally different than any other race in the tour. You cannot deny that. It's a completely unique. Yeah, it's experience. different in a worse way. It absolutely, is different. Yeah, it sucks. It's yeah, ter- it's terrible. It sucks because right. you pass. Here's how. Here's how you avoid having pass uh, problems if you're a fan. You purchase a ticket, and it gives you a seat. Works out fine. <laughs> like, what do fans care about? Your media pass doesn't work. Okay. Well, besides that, I the, the price of the hotels. The journey to and from the track, um, you know, unless you're a rich man, you can stay right in Daytona. Um, the journey to and from the track, the terrible viewing, the aluminum benches that you're sitting on for seats, the uh, the terrible viewing, the the chain link fences, the the width of the track, the length of it in front of you. I mean, yeah, let me go on and on. It sucks. So Daytona man, got to do it once. All right. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, I think you do it once. It's like going to Disneyland. It sucks, but you do it once. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, you, know, okay. you take the kid, yeah, yeah. stand in line, and you do the freaking teacups and get sick. You, you, and I also think it should be back the way it used to be. It, not during the day, but we should have the same track that we used to, but at night. The it's just a supercross track now. It's just more supercross. It's just you know, just another supercross track, and that's what always made it cool was that it wasn't that way. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks. Uh, thanks for doing it, Ping. Thank you, Weege. Uh, appreciate it. That's a look at the 250 Supercross West Coast uh, track. You guys should all be much smarter now going into this weekend at Anaheim, and I will see both of you jerkies uh, this weekend. All right, boys. Excellent. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200 episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.